Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 12th of November 2021, including Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd in Apple TV comedy drama The Shrink Next Door, and Michael Keaton and Will Poulter in Big Pharma drama, Dope Sick, on Star on Disney+. We will, and we'll also be looking at the return of gold family sitcom The Cockfields and seeing a different side to singer James Blunt, oh yes, in Amazon Prime's Beer Masters. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Denzel Washington and Frances McDormand are going to star as Lord and Lady Macbeth in The Tragedy of Macbeth, the epic Apple TV adaptation of William Shakespeare's classic play. What else is in the news, Hannah? Wow, I love the sound of that. Well, my favourite, Gillian Anderson, um, she's joining the second series of Stars Play's historical comedy series, The Great, and she'll be playing Catherine's mother, who faces an ongoing series of battles with her daughter as Catherine finally dethrones her husband and becomes the Russian sovereign. Another very different one for her, actually, but she'll be great. I know it. It's an above-average week this week. I think I like everything that we're going to be talking about, including... The first series that I'm going to introduce, it's a new comedy drama on Apple TV Plus and it's called The Shrink Next Door. Here's a clip. Tell me about yourself. Everything is fine. How's the situation with your sister? Fine. And how's the work? It's fine. You know what word I'm getting a little tired of hearing from you, Marty? The F word. So this is an eight-episode series. Remarkably, it's based on a true story, and it's been the subject of a podcast. But I would say, if you don't already know the story it's based on, you'll probably enjoy the series more if you just let it unfold without knowing how it's going to end. So it stars A-listers, Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. So Rudd is playing a a psychiatrist called Dr. Ike Hirschkopf and Will Ferrell is his patient, Marty Markovich. And it's about their relationship, which starts in the therapy room. So I I do find it quite hard to, to watch Will Ferrell in anything vaguely serious. I mean, this does have a comic side to it because I just expect him to go crazy at any moment. But anyway, in this, he plays this lovely character, Marty, who's he's a rather gentle chap, but he, he suffers from panic attacks. He's got this horrendous ex-girlfriend who is bullying him. And his sister is worried, and so she sends him to see this psychiatrist. So... There's an interesting framing device because right at the start of episode one, that's the present day where clearly something quite dramatic has happened over the course of their relationship. We don't know what, but then we flash back to this very first session. It's pretty unusual. I don't know if you've had therapy, but I'm sure you didn't go for a walk and end up playing basketball and then go shopping with your therapist if you ever had so this therapist is pretty unconventional and there are a few warning signs in in this first session but he kind of really takes the bull by the horns and he seems to be getting some positive results but 
things are going to change. So I really enjoyed episode one. It's good to see Will Ferrell in this role. His character is delightful, actually. Really charming. Really good with kids. Very shy, anxious. And Rudd, he kind of had a bit of a Billy Crystal type vibe as this psychiatrist, Hirschkopf, who we can tell is going to turn out to be a very unscrupulous character. So, yeah, I really liked it. And I'm intrigued by the fact that this is based on facts. I mean, it, it just beggars belief what did you make of this hannah yeah i mean a bit like you i kind of was surprised that it's based on a true story and i think someone like will ferrell when you see him out of context you sort of see him as the funny man and he's not really as funny in this it kind of it jars with the uh stereotype i suppose that i have in my head of everything he does um but I think it probably touches on a lot of um, a, a lot of points that a lot of people are suffering from, particularly at the moment. You know, panic attacks, um, you know, that kind of level of anxiety that we're seeing an, a massive increase of. So I think it will strike a chord with a lot of people. But the fact that he's being bullied by his ex-girlfriend, um, you know, again probably touches on a on a subject area that isn't one that's necessarily often talked about. I know I know on our, my my sister podcast Soap Secrets we often talk about how soaps do it and it's um it's an interesting dynamic and it and it's one that's very real and very true. So yeah, I did I did like it. Um it's sort of intense in places and sort of and, and I suppose kind of messes with your mind a bit mainly because of Will Ferrell and the part he plays. Okay. Well, you're going to tell us about something very different over on Amazon Prime. <laughs> It's a new show called Beer Masters. Welcome to Beer Masters. Across Europe, in their kitchens, garages, and garden sheds, home brewers are constantly cooking up recipes for exciting new beers. Great, we're going to start all over again. Now, five teams will compete to find out whose beer has what it takes to be brewed and sold commercially. Seriously considering redoing this? I don't know if you're a fan of... Um... James Blunt or not. I mean, the thing that I really love about James Blunt is that he doesn't take himself too seriously. And um, in this, he really doesn't either. So, you know, we're used to hearing him singing away, aren't we? And he's probably quite a Marmite character, I'd say, in terms of his voice. But we all know him. And I do think he's a very funny man. If you ever want to have a laugh, look at his Twitter feed because he really is uh, very hilarious and he doesn't say, take himself too seriously. But this is um, on Amazon Prime and um, it's it's five episodes and it sees them basically searching for Europe's next great beer. And James Blunt, I didn't realise, actually owns his own pub and has a, has a real passion for beer. He's a... He's a man of many, uh, many talents, I'd say. And so he's hosting uh, this this five part show all about home brewing. And to me, it reminds me of Bake Off, any of those kind of reality shows where you've got contestants competing against one another and with the sort of, you know, that, that the, the pacey music and the kind of um, working you up to who's going to win, who's 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 going to fall at the first hurdle. And so the series pits these teams of contestants against each other and they, they brew new craft ales, which, of course, again, you know, every village you turn to, there seems to be a micro pub selling these new ales. Um, and if they win, um, then they'll see their winning beer sold commercially. And James Blunt is James Blunt in this. If you don't like him, I'm not sure you'll like him anymore at the end of this. But he's, he's a funny character. And 
His hair's very much lighter than when I last saw him. So I don't know if he's been at the at the pot of bleach, but um, <laughs> he makes quite a lot of jokes in it. And as I say, it's it's something very different. And I, I did learn new things about him. I certainly didn't know he owned a pub. Ian, what did you think? I likes it. I do like James Blunt, actually. And as you say, I mean, he, is, he can yeah. be very funny. Um, and he's he's a natural presenter, I think. He, he comes across really well in this. It, um it is, as you say, it's the latest of many shows that have tried to take the Bake Off formula and apply it to a different skill. So we've had The Sewing Bee, which I love. We've had The Jewellers. There was one about allotments, I think. Um, and this is about brewing beer. So it's slightly different in that there are teams from around Europe. I think there's a, there's a couple from Amsterdam, two from Belgium, France, Italy, and a couple of Brits. And what's slightly different is that they're given the task in this HQ, you know, the Beer Masters HQ. But of course, then they go home to brew the week's beer, whatever it is. The first one is, um, I think it's like an everyday drinking beer, isn't it? Like a session beer. And then they design the label for the bottle and they bring it into the studio and the experts and James taste it. So microbreweries are all the rage as you say and craft beer so i am genuinely interested to find out more about how beer is made i just wonder whether it's going to sustain the interest throughout the series because they don't eliminate anyone they all all the teams stay in it to the end until one is crowned the winner and just a lot of people standing around Mm. just tasting beer isn't that exciting but in episode one and they've mixed it up a bit so in episode one they go to the is it the camden hell's brewery they've got loads of different beers and they've been incredibly successful uh, they brew millions of pints of you know every year so i found that interesting and it was uh, the europe the fact that it was all european teams was a nice twist i just don't know if whether after five episodes i'll be thinking oh this has to come back for a new series but yeah blunt does a good job and um yeah i learned i learned quite a lot about beer though i'm not about to try the old home brew as I did uh, back in my student days. It seems much more sophisticated now. You can't just do it in the bath. It's certainly worth checking out an episode, I would say. Meanwhile, over on Gold, it's the return of The Cockfields, a wonderful domestic comedy. This is the second series. So if you didn't see series one of this, I recommend seeking it out because I think it perfectly captures the, the embarrassment and frustration of bringing your partner home to meet your family and it's just reminding yourself of how weird (laughs) they are it's co-created by joe wilkinson who's the guy with the big shaggy beard who's on shows he's a comedian he's been on things like eight out of ten cats he plays this 40 something guy simon who's bringing his girlfriend his fiance to the isle of wight home of his mum sue and stepdad ray so there have been a few changes since series one so bobby ball sadly passed away so his role is now being played by gregor fisher who we all know from the wonderful rabsy nesbit sue johnston is still the mum. sue wilkinson's character simon has a new girlfriend because diane morgan played his girlfriend in series one now it's susanna fielding playing a new character called esther who is his fiance michelle dotrice from some others to happen of course she now is playing the role of sue's friend Lynn. I hope that is all clear. But anyway, what all you need to know is it's a really funny show about 
family life, funny little rituals, the way you kind of get set in your ways as you get to a certain age. So, for instance, I mean, this absolutely resonated with me and my family. So Sue and Ray have to have their meals at exactly the right time. And it's usually really much earlier than you would expect. They cannot countenance anything happening after the appointed mealtime. They all go for a sort of family day out to Ventnor on the Isle of Wight. But Sue and Ray say that they decide they just want to stay in the car while Simon and Esther go off exploring. And there's no, no, we'll be fine. We'll just stay in the car. There's lots of good stuff in it. There's a very funny stepbrother as well called David. He's a brilliant character. Um, Michelle Detrice as Lynn. There's some hilarious stuff involving her and a packet of tissues. Um, spoiler alert but yeah I think it's really well observed and and Wilkinson very generously he gives the laughs to everyone else so um, you can't help but be reminded of, of wonderful Sue Johnston of her character in the royal family Barbara Royal it's another classic TV family sitcom did you like this Hannah? Yeah, I do. I, I think you're right. It is a well-observed family and it kind of heightens or, you know, um, shines a spotlight on, on some of the things that just make something like this very funny. Because if you did probably observe most families or a lot of families, you'd you'd find these uh, funny nuances. And I think you touched on it, which is the rules. You know, as you get older, you've got to make the rules. Of course, of course we don't drink before six, do we? No, no we, do. we don't, do we? No. Uh, and these sort of rules creep in as you get older, as though it's just sort of acceptable, because that's, that's what you do, because you've got older. And it really makes me laugh, because... We all know people like it, and um, so yeah, it really did strike a chord with me. And it really did. It really did make me giggle, but also just the whole embarrassment, you know, part of it. You know, when he goes home with a with a partner, and it's just, yeah, it feels very real life. It, it is under a microscope, and it is hammed up, but you know these things are aren't they but I, I I think it absolutely rings true. And if people were very honest with themselves, they'd probably see themselves a bit in this at times. Do you remember bringing your first boyfriend home to meet the parents, Hannah? How did that go? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, there were a lot of rules in place before, which was you you are not allowed to go into any other room than the, <laughs> the main room where everybody is. Unchaperoned. If you were to go into a... Yeah, if you were to go into a bedroom, the door must not be shut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was quite strict, actually. Yeah. Happy days. My well, brother, however... He had girlfriends all the time over. Mm. I don't know. One rule for him. <laughs> well, there's oh. another big series that you're going to tell us about over on Star on Disney+. Plus. It's called Dope Sick. We've begun looking at something that could be big. Oxycontin. Purdue Pharma, they've been marketing the drug as something that's not addictive, when it clearly is. All your doctors are going to be asking, how is this even possible? Your most effective talking point are these magic words. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. They told me that less than 1% would become addicted. This is quite something, actually. I uh, kind of I'm gonna do my best to explain it, and you'll probably far, be far more art articulate about it. But it's it brings tingles to my spine. Just even it, it's abs I think it's absolutely brilliant, and it's again based on um, well, it is a true story, um, and it is about a pharmaceutical company who brought out a very powerful 
painkiller called OxyContin. Um, and that was back in the mid 90s. And it was sort of dubbed this wonder drug uh, that would change the lives of millions of patients. And, you know, yes, it did, but not necessarily for the better. In fact, probably definitely for the worse um and so you see both sides here so you see the camp that is the, the pharmaceutical company the big company trying to make the big bucks you know uh, saying over and over again less than one percent of people get addicted less than one percent of people get addicted and of course that just wasn't true true it sort of triggered a, a massive opioid epidemic and it, it did claim um thousands hundreds of thousands of lives and families torn apart and the you see how how sad the the sort of the very people that are there to help uh people uh th that need painkillers are the very people making money out of those people that need their help and it's really quite revolting and really quite grotesque and i think that they've done an incredibly good job um will poulter the uh, british actor he plays salesman bill cutler and I think when he starts, like, he has quite good intentions, um, but comes to realise quite quickly that something is, is very wrong with this system. And, and, and I think he, his, his part is very, very powerful. The whole thing is very powerful and it makes you question what else is going on in pharmaceuticals, I think. You know, if you're a bit of a conspiracist and you like to go down rabbit hole, this is probably one that you would, you'd go down and find, um, find yourself down there for days, I would say, or weeks. What did you think, Ian? Well, before I talk about it, I should just point out that this is released on Disney Plus Day, Friday the 12th of November. So this is going to be lots of special new releases, including the martial arts blockbuster Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and also a British set reboot of Home Alone. But anyway, as we know, America's really struggled with this with opiates and addiction. And I, I never used to understand why, you know, particularly look, you read about rock stars getting addicted to painkillers. And I, I would think, well, how do you get addicted to painkillers? Then I was prescribed tramadol, which is an opioid for a bad back. And yeah, it just has a dramatic effect on your sense of well-being, doesn't it? It, it changes your, yeah, the way you feel about the world and yourself. So that these are powerful drugs and you can see why people get addicted. And this is you know, a terrifying insight, as you say, it's a true story, into corporate greed and malpractice. It's well done because it, it switches between the company talking about bringing in this new painkiller and briefing all these reps who are going to go out and sort of sweet talk doctors into prescribing it and a hearing in the present by which time, you know, there's been a crime wave, lots of people have got addicted, lots of people have died. Michael Keaton is really impressive with this. He's a sort of small town doctor, the kind of guy who knows everyone, who delivered all the babies. You know, he's a very honourable and ethical man and in good faith because he's been lied to by by this company rep who's played by um, the British actor Will Poulter, who, who was a child star. Yeah, he starts prescribing it in his local community with, with, with appalling consequences. So, yeah, it's it's a big-hitting, serious drama about a very shocking subject and i think it's it's very well executed so i yes i shall continue watching 
we did a piece actually in the magazine not so long ago about the the rise in in painkiller addiction and like you say i think you sort of imagine oh it's just a thing that happens to you know rock stars or it doesn't happen to us and it's such a real thing i think this really brings it home they're the very people that need this painkiller are the very people that are being used like you said it's complete malpractice yeah, and you see in this, you see the the lawyers who are trying to bring the case, and and the doctor, and the the, the people in the the company. It's a bit like a sort of succession setup. It's this family mm. company with a lot of rivalries. But you also see, for instance, a drugs bust, and they find out that people are breaking into pharmacies, and all they're stealing is this one particular drug because it's so sought after. So yeah, it's mm, it's mm. compelling stuff. It really is good. Now, we've got to the time, Hannah, where you tell us what you've been binging on. So please reveal all. Well, I'm afraid to say it's very similar to last week. I think in the run up to Christmas, it's all the same series, isn't it? That you're just really sticking with. So Strictly's back up there with the great. So I'm not letting that one go. Um, Bake Off. Yes, absolutely. Buzzcocks I'm slightly addicted to. I must admit, I, I really am enjoying that. And I think Graham Norton's had some great guests recently. So I've been tuning into that. How about you? There's a documentary about The Exorcist, the classic horror film, on BBC iPlayer. It's presented by Mark Kermode, and The Exorcist is one of his favourite films. It's a really good documentary, fascinating insight into the movie, and you can also watch the film, which I'd never seen before, remarkably, on iPlayer. So that was enjoyable, and I'm keeping up with the wonderful (laughs) RuPaul's Drag Race UK, which is Excellent. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what will we be talking about, Hannah? We are going to be talking about the hit series Tiger King, picking up the story of former zoo owner Joe Exotic on Netflix, Tiger King 2. And Rosamund Pike heads the cast of the epic new fantasy drama The Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime Video. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Watch it.